What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Compilesweep podcast. I'm your host, Peter Widham. You can find this podcast at compilesweep.com. Going to go through a few things in this episode, a bit of a catch up here on some of the stuff. Firstly, I noticed that we have the, a lot of the 0.01 releases for this year's Apple's OSs are out there now. That's nice. always nice to see. Those early bugs starting to feel a bit more complete, shall we say. Not that I've had too many problems on my iPad, on my iPhone, no, no problems at all. I will say, though, that on my iPad, I tried very hard to like Stage Manager. And yeah, no. I just turned it off again. Sorry, Apple. Nice idea. Really annoying execution. And I think what it is that the when you have the stage manager out, up on the iPad, it takes up a little bit of space on the side. That's not a big deal. What I don't like is that it shrinks down the window for the application on all sides. And I just feel like at this point, I've got this nice big iPad Pro screen with a whole bunch of wasted space around it on the edge of the screen. And it just seems it just seems really not very well thought out, is my opinion on that. Why would I buy a big, nice big screen iPad to then lose a lot of the screen to just a blurred background while I'm using apps? It doesn't make any sense to me. And so as hard as I tried to like it, I turned it off. And another reason too is you would feel like, because if you're a Mac user, you could drag an app from that stage manager, but let's just really call it a dock, and close the app. And you can't. So that that's another thing. I just feel it's not very well thought out at all. And I don't know why they rushed it out so quickly. So I turned that off on the iPad. On the Mac, I've actually still not upgraded to Ventura. And the reason being is... I just have not found a reason to do it beyond one particular thing. And I use the Ruby on Mac script, which you should check out. I just search for Ruby on Mac. It's a way to handle Ruby updates and everything else. And it's, and it was identified, Moncrief identified an issue, which I had actually encountered where the Xcode build tools, the command line build tools wouldn't build Ruby. I think it was quite right. And it was asking for, a version of the command line tools that didn't exist. And so I had held off and then I noticed that he was giving the same advice and I thought, yep, I'm, I'm good with that. So I've not actually done it yet. Maybe it's, maybe they've fixed the problem now. It's not a problem with his script, I don't believe. I just want to point that out. But so I've not done it yet. But the other reason is I just don't feel the need. There is nothing in Ventura that I feel like I desperately need to have really. And which is a, a kind of a weird thing to say. I know about a, a major version of the OS, but there really isn't, right? I'm not going to use Stage Manager. I'm going to turn that off because, as I've said before, that's a waste of time completely on the Mac. And I just spoke about my iPad experiences with that. But there's nothing in there I really need. The new settings panel, control panel, that every everybody has very definite opinions about I don't like it, but I really don't care either way, I guess. As long as I can use the search bar to find things, that's how I do it most of the time anyway. So I'm not too bothered about that. But I just don't feel the need at this stage anyway. Until something, until I find a reason to do it, I'm just going to hold off. I know Apple will force me to do it eventually, one way or the other, with a new Xcode version. In fact, I think there was a rumored patch or something on 14 that you got to do it to get full functionality or something like that. I don't know, maybe. 
But either way, I don't really feel the pressure to do it. So that's the tools update for this week. By the way, Xcode 14.1 is been great for me. I've not had any problems. I just want to point that out. It's running nicely. And I do like the new features in Xcode 14, I have to say. I've been using this for a while now. So that's those. Also want to give a shout out to folks that have been putting reviews and ratings for the podcasts. You know who you are. Thank you so much. Some of the folks that hang out on the stream, compileswift.com forward slash live stream, they put in some reviews. Thank you to those. You, again, you know who you are. Greatly appreciate you taking the time and trouble. Thank you. And while I'm talking about the live stream, yep, I'm back doing the live stream again. Took a break for a little while as I had some work I needed to get done. But now that I have time at the weekends, we are having some fun there. I did a Unity stream last weekend, depending on when you're listening to this. I'm recording this on Wednesday, November 9th. The previous weekend, I did a Unity stream because some folks were interested in my idle game. And I thought, why not mix it up and do that a little bit? So we were having some fun with that. And that's going along nicely. I think what I'll probably do on the next stream coming up is go back to the Get a Job Tracker app which seems more apt than ever at the moment, doesn't it? And do more work on that and try and move that along. I'm not even going to touch on all of the layoffs that you hear on the technology side. I know folks at the big companies that have been affected, and my heart goes out to everybody involved in that. I am confident that you will find something new because you're all very talented at what you do. And if those companies don't feel that they need your skills and appreciate you, I am certain there is someone else that will. So hang in there. You will get through it and find something. I am certain of it. And the last topic I want to bring up in this episode is prototyping. I normally use Figma. And in light of the whole Adobe buying Figma and, and that scenario, and along with uh, Sketch, I normally use Sketch. And I love Sketch. But it is starting to feel a bit long in the tooth, it has to be said. And I thought to myself, let's try something new. And so what I actually did was I decided to skip all of the third parties tools altogether and go straight to Swift UI. So I have been using Swift UI to just prototype some ideas. And it's been a very interesting experience. Now, on the surface, you might be thinking, but Peter, this sounds like it'll take a lot longer than drawing shapes on a screen. It really doesn't. I was able to prototype, I think, about 10, maybe somewhere between 10 and 15 screens for an app using SwiftUI and just very quick, like buttons and text fields and labels and th things like that to put screen content on each of the views. But I was able to do that in, I think it was maybe just a couple of hours, which, okay, yes, it probably would have taken me a little less time than that in Sketch or something along those lines. But the other advantage here is that I now have these Swift UI files that whilst they're very basic, if I wanted to, I could actually take those and start turning them in to the proper screens if I wanted to, which presented an interesting scenario because I realized, yeah, maybe this is the way I want to do this. Why not do this live in the app? So just to walk you through the process very quickly, a series of screens I just put on, for example, a button, some text fields for a login screen or something, and then just wrapped it in navigation and used a navigation link to switch between the screens for prototype purposes. And of course, because it's in navigation, I automatically get the luxury of the back button. 
And so there you were, right? I had a working prototype in no time. And like I say, it's not going to win any design skills, but this was more about prototyping the flows than the designs. So I want to put that out there as something for you to think about. You don't necessarily need to use a design tool when you are just experimenting with flows. Why not consider using something like Swift UI, something along those lines, and actually getting the benefit of some code, some possibly usable code at the end of it. And it is certainly a lot easier to hand around an Xcode project than it is, say, a sketch file or a Figma file to folks who don't have those tools, because not everybody does. But I can do that in Xcode, and if I wanted to, I could even publish, archive up to TestFlight or something, that file as a project for people to put it on their devices. So they're really not losing anything out here. You end up with the same workable result that you can use, but with the benefit, like I say, of possibly some usable code. So give that some thought. I'd love to hear what you think about that and other topics in this episode. You can reach out to me. Just look for Compile Swift anywhere or on the networks or compileswift.com. We also have a Discord now, and you can find the link for that. It's called Dev Club, and you'll find the link on the Compile Swift website, compileswift.com. And of course, I'm. you can also find me on Mastodon now as well, which I am moving to. I had one for a long time, but taking more seriously in, in the light of all the Twitter uncertainty. And it just feels like a better home. So that's it. If this has been helpful, hey, let me know or leave a review or a rating for the podcast like so many other folks have. Again, I greatly appreciate you all for doing that. Thank you so much. It really does help motivate me to keep going with this and to keep pushing harder for you all. That is it. I will speak to you in the next episode.